Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Sabres here with a potential turnover and a breakaway pass sent ahead, and it is Paterka with the shot, scores! He goes straight to the net! And J.J. Paterka... Picks up his second of the game, and the Sabres are back to within one, trailing 3-2 with 11.38 to go in period number two. Last segment here of Sports Talk Saturday before we hand things off to Sabres pregame, but we can get ourselves a little extra time because I, for one, love when people hear from Brian Cozy. And why not give the people more of what I want? Isn't that how it goes? (laughs) Give the people what I want. Wait, that's not how it goes. Ah, oh, well. The people benefit when Brian Koziel is on the air, and that is right now on the Western Hotline. Brian, good afternoon. Um, how's it been going for you? Gentlemen, it's been great. I uh, see that this is a 4 o'clock game and not a 10.30, so that uh, has my spirits picked up tremendously. Yeah, just a little bit. It's not the Sabres after dark. <laughs> it's, a, uh, it's a 1 o'clock game. Uh, the second 1 o'clock game, oddly enough, um, with the corresponding time zone between Sabres and Sharks this year. Oh, actually, no, that was noon for the uh, Sabres game. That's right. Here. Yeah, that was the game that uh, was uh, moved from 1 to 12, and that was in front of the the, the same game day that the uh, Bills and the Steelers ended up playing uh, because that Bills game got moved because of the snowstorm. So, yeah, they've faced each other two times here and winning 3 to nothing last time when it was back at KeyBank Center last Monday. Um, you know, I, I think... When this road trip started, I was hoping for a 2-1 and trip out of the Sabres. They still can get that. I had the games reversed. I thought they would beat the Ducks and lose to the Kings, and it ended up flip-flopping the other way, um, as maybe did the performance of Devin Levi. In the first period, he looked like a goalie that should have never come back from Rochester, and uh, that's not to say that maybe he still wouldn't benefit from going there to play a lot more. Uh, and then in the second and the third, he looked like grade A Devin Levi that we've seen from him during his short Sabre tenure, and... Ended up playing very well, and the Sabres, of course, scored four times. That helped, too. Um, From all their big guns that need to score, I think, you know, I'll steal Paul Hamilton's line. If the Sabres are going to be good and beat decent teams, they have to get performances from their best players. This is not a team that's regularly getting contributions from their third and fourth line, and they're also, as we definitely all know, are not getting contributions from their power play. So they need five-on-five scoring from their top six and Paterka, Quinn, Tuck, and Cousins all provided that uh, in that Kings game late to come back to win. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where 
But we're constantly seeing it right now. Um, ever since the return of Jack Quinn in the lineup, the kid line has kind of been the power source for them when there's been a little bit more consistency scoring goals for this team right now. It's typically been because of the kid line, Quinn, Paterka, and Cousins, making sure that uh, this team is staying in games as of late. By far, I think they've been their their best line in terms of generating chances. The return of Jack Quinn, maybe we didn't realize how valuable he was to Dylan Cousins and to J.J. Paterka and just that line as a whole. He's been very, very good, I think, uh, in his return for about a month now. And, you know, I was hoping that maybe we would see a little bit more offense out of Dylan Cousins. It's, I feel like, maybe slowly coming back, but... Uh, he's still way under where he needs to be in terms of scoring. Cousins is still single digits and goals with nine. So um, they need more from him for sure. Um, and, you know, the consistency with the Thompson, Skinner, and Tuck group, um, whether or not Middlestat's in there, you know, at times. I know he's been kind of bouncing around. Uh, but they need those guys to put the puck in the net on a more regular basis. They seem to be hitting the post as often as anybody that we've ever, yeah. any team that we've ever seen. Um, and you wonder, again, if that just goes back to the mentality of the the cuter play, the uh, the play that maybe takes a little bit more thought ends up always being maybe not the right one to make. It's the simpler play that we've been asking for all year from this team, which maybe these guys, because they're pressing, they're thinking, okay, I've got it. Literally put it in the one inch of the corner that I can to beat this goalie. No, maybe... Maybe you just you take the the higher percentage play. I know to beat NHL goalies, you've got to be very good, but these guys have hit more posts and missed more nets than I feel like at any point during this time that this group's been together. So I would like them to continue to do the high percentage play, throw pucks at the net, have bodies, and it's so cliche to say it. I hate the just I can't even believe I'm rattling that off because it's annoying to hear people say that, but it's true with this team because they seem to be wanting to make. The overcomplicated play, they want to skate through three guys instead of just dumping it off the boards and going and beating them to it. Their strength is their speed and their skill, but they're not using it properly, in my opinion. Uh, Brian, of course, uh, on the other side of things, you mentioned uh, Devin Levi right at the start there. Um, the Sabres goaltending situation, uh, Levi gets sent down, plays the game in Rochester, and then gets called back up. Uh, so it kind of speaks to a, a very lacking confidence in Eric Comrie as the backup at this point. Um, for what is now Uko Pekalukinen's net. For sure. Lukanen's been great, and you know I, I will admit that I thought somebody would step up. I just thought it would be Levi. And it doesn't mean that Devin Levi still isn't going to be the Sabres' long-term answer in net, and I still think he has the higher ceiling. But I want you have to give Uko Pekalukinen credit for where it's due. There were some things last year and in previous you know, stints when he's been with the parent club that we have said, ah, this is what maybe what makes him not an NHL goalie, or this is what maybe makes him no better than a backup. And he's really worked to get better at that. Some of the things he said he really worked hard in the offseason was, you know, reading plays better, and it started with conditioning even better. He conditions better, so now he's in better shape. His mental, you know, awareness is a little bit more sharper, so physically now he's able to react quicker. Uh, his anticipation of the play has been great. I feel like We've saw quite a bit over the last few seasons where maybe he was out of position or he would overreact to something and then he would be not ready for that next shot or for that rebound. And this year I feel like he's looked very, very controlled. He says he's physically actually done two things different. One is play a little bit more upright, he said, which he feels like overall just by having that more upright posture, it keeps him a little bit more in control of his body. 
And he also says he's playing back a little bit more, which maybe maybe explains his ability to be in a better position that he's not caught out so far to the point where he has to get back and get into the proper position for that next shot. So those two things, even physically that he said, I feel like it's been noticeable. I haven't thought of a, a lot of times this year where a puck's gone in, where we sit here and say, oh, Lukanen was just you know, way out of position there. Oh, boy, he overreacted to the first portion of this play. I, I, I believe what he said, uh, it's been working. And, you know, it's, it's really, I think, even more frustrating for how this season's gone, Derek, because what did we enter the season with? The biggest storyline was what's going to happen in net. And, you know, I'll be the first to say it. During March and April last year, when the Sabres were making that run to fall just one point short of the postseason, probably at some point during every postgame show, I said, oh, if the Sabres could have even just gotten average goaltending, they'd be in right now. Well, that was the biggest question of the year, and they've gotten it. Again, it's not from the guy maybe that I thought it would come from, but they've gotten that average to even on some nights slightly above average goaltending. But their offense has fallen back so far that uh, clearly there's a huge deficit there, and well, that's why they are where they are in the standings right now, nine points out of a playoff spot. Nine points out of a playoff spot, but you have a chance to at least enter the All-Star break-in bye week uh, on a high note, getting uh, four of six on the West Coast trip. Brian, of course, um, the Bills season ended a week ago, and uh, I'm just curious about your thoughts of what the team managed to do to steal away the AFC East and um, what your thoughts are on uh, what they need to do going forward. The 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 run from where they were at 6 and 6 was pretty incredible and i think that um uh, while this week there's a sour taste in everybody's mouth of how that game ended um we all would have said in a heartbeat hey you're 6 and 6 i'm going to put you into the divisional round with a home game would you sign up for it now and you'd have 100 of 100 signatures so you know you have to remember that they had obviously um a very very poor middle of their season and they figured out a way to get it done, and Sean McDermott deserves credit for that. Joe Brady deserves credit for that. The players, the the second and third stringers that filled in on defense uh, during over those all the course of those injuries, uh, deserve credit for that. So, and Josh Allen deserves credit for that. He's some of the things that he was doing to turn over the ball. He limited those over those course of those last six games. So, uh, I think they all should get credit for that. With that said, in that Chiefs game, we were maybe just one player, one throw away from them beating Kansas City perfectly. If, you know, we're all debating you know, about that Allen throw to Shakir in the end zone where he was bumped by Deion Dawkins, and you know, maybe he connects there. You know, the Bills take the lead, and the Bills get a stop on D. Now, was I going to predict it? No, but let's just say they did. I mean, how dramatic would that have been that Sean McDermott's defense of second and third stringers out there come up big in a huge moment, stopping Mahomes at home to win? Um, or maybe the Bills in my opinion, maybe chew a little bit more clock up and get it down to where they score right at the end, and then Kansas City maybe never even gets a chance at it at all. So, you know, it's it's a player or two at the end of the game that if it plays out differently, we're obviously talking about a game this week, but because it's such a minuscule difference, I'm trying not to get sucked into overreacting to think like that mm -hmm. uh, a major overhaul is needed. Because, again, literally, if Deion Dawkins is, is a half step to the left... Maybe the Bills win that game. And, I, yeah. you know, I, I'm not blaming Deion Dawkins at all. Please, no, he had yeah. a, a phenomenal season. But, you know, just that sequence of that play. If, if the throw happens to get to Shakir, maybe we're, you know, we're, we're sitting here previewing the Ravens game with the Bills tomorrow. So I, I don't want to think that, well, one, you know, one or two plays decided that game, which ultimately maybe it did, if you think about it. So um, 
I don't think that they're that far off. I think there is some tinkering that needs to be done, and obviously some decisions have to be made. When, when you go into the offseason, you have to sit here and make decisions about contracts and who's coming back and who's not and who's better for the upcoming next year. But it's also really, I think, <laughs> tough in the sense that, man, like, it, this felt like maybe this could have been that special team that went on that special run, and they were on the doorstep of doing it, and it felt like maybe the biggest hurdle of this entire postseason was the Mahomes-Andy Reid hurdle, and just to not get over that once again, I think, is extra painful. It's a little discouraging. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I know you're not, not blaming Deion Dawkins on that. I've been subscribing to um, great players make great plays, and Chris Jones made a great play there. I mean, yeah. it's not on the stat sheet, but it impacted it. So Yeah, and I, I don't want to make it about yeah. Deion Dawkins. I shouldn't have even said that. But, you know, just that, that play. If, if, yeah. if, if Allen somehow gets it into the end zone, we're sitting here maybe talking about how what an incredible job that everybody's done to get them to the AFC Championship after being in that six and six spot. So, yeah, um, and maybe you know it, it could be one other place somewhere in there too. But uh, it wasn't that far off from it getting over the hurdle that everyone could have really taken that big deep breath with, where you could have gone in even if they lose to the Ravens this week, you would have said, well, they were they were able to get Kansas City and McDermott was able to get Reed and Allen outdueled Mahomes. I feel like it wouldn't have felt as uh, as devastating in the sense of like, oh my God, what do we have to do this year to change it now in the offseason? It would have felt like, okay, we're right there. Baltimore just happened to be the, maybe just the best team this year, and you know, next year maybe it would be Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, hey, who knows? But uh, I, I got to say, credit to you for uh, making sure you're not living in the moment with the overreaction sort of thing. It's a, it's a hard thing for a lot of us to do. And uh, I mean... I'm not there at like, hey, you got to fire the coach. That's a conversation. If we're having this talk next year, maybe we have to have that. But now uh, I think they did enough to, uh, well, they have to make some changes to the roster. There's 22 pending free agents. So we'll see what they've got. Speaking of seeing what we've got, Brian, Sabres pregame is coming up in just a moment. Um, what have you got for us coming up here? So, yes, we, uh, we're going to be joined by Paul Hamilton here uh, just uh, a little bit after 3 o'clock. We'll get his thoughts uh, on that Kings comeback. I know maybe many that are listening right now didn't get to stay up to watch the end of that game in Los Angeles, so we'll get some thoughts from Paul on that game. Uh, we'll have Shayna Goldman from The Athletic Hurt, a weekly conversation with uh, Duffer and Marty from Sabres Live. We'll have that a little bit into pregame as well. And uh, obviously it's a very busy Saturday, as it always is in the NHL, so... Uh, I'm, I'm going to truly try to see, you know, the standings breakdown here. What realistically the Sabres have to do the rest of the way. I haven't done the math. I kind of want to almost talk it out live on the air. Last year at this point, they were in a similar spot, but Derek, they only had to leapfrog about two teams to get into a wild card position. I think this year, this is where the math becomes much more challenging. Is that yes, you're this, you know, you're this many points away from wild card one and two, but. The amount of teams this year is what I think is what's going to make this a very, very tough argument to make that they can truly do it because of the fact that you've got Montreal, Pittsburgh, Washington, the Islanders, and the Devils all in your way before you even get to Detroit at wild card spot number two. Can I blame Toronto for this? They only have 15 regulation wins. I know, and the Sabres <laughs> have 19 regulation wins. But the Leafs have done a good job of picking up those loser points. Those point merchants. Yes, and even earlier this week... They're playing Winnipeg. It's 0-0, and they end up winning one nothing in overtime. Like, that's a game where, okay, how does Toronto win? Well, they win because they're loaded offensively. On a night where their offense was missing an action, and they only scored one goal, they still got two points. So, like, those are the games the Sabres are not getting this year. Mm -hmm. Like, where's the nights where 
you know, the offense is missing in action and they win one nothing. No, they actually had that happen to them last week or two weeks ago. Remember, Vancouver yep. beat Buffalo one nothing on a game where Lukanen was great and they defended the Canucks outstandingly well, one of the best teams in the NHL. Yet in their home building, they couldn't score a goal. So, I mean, that's the, kind of the opposite. Toronto's figured out ways to grind out points in different ways, whereas the Sabres find ways to not. All right, Brian, we'll hear plenty more of these kinds of thoughts, as well as Paul Hamilton on the other side here. Thank you for uh, taking a moment to extend, in a way, Sabres pregame. Thanks, Derek. Great listening to you all day. Have a good weekend. All right. You t- oh, you'll hear from me when we go around the league, so I'm not going anywhere. All right, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Koziel, you'll be hearing plenty more from him as well as Paul Hamilton on the other side here. For Sports Talk Saturday, for my guests, Bruce Nolan and Joe Yurden, for my co-host, TJ Luckman, and for my producer, Evan DePasquale, I'm Derek Kramer. This has been Sports Talk Saturday. Sabres pregame. Sabres, Sharks at 4 o'clock here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.